This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Wednesday, May 16th, 2012. I'm Caleb Brown. Gas taxes are on the way out. They are, at best, an imperfect user fee to get roads built. Gas taxes also fall disproportionately on the poor, who typically own older, less fuel-efficient cars. Cato Institute's Randall O'Toole is author of the new report, Ending Congestion by Refinancing Highways. We spoke today. Most highways at the federal and state level are funded through gas taxes, and but that doesn't cover nearly all of the, the costs associated with highways. As you note, that uh, local governments spend a lot more money uh, to provide uh, local roads. And uh, something funny that you note is that gas taxes uh, are becoming a less effective way to fund roads because cars are becoming more fuel efficient. And that is, uh, it, it tends to erode the ability for governments to collect that revenue. I think at first blush, you look at that and you think, well, that's not so bad, right? Well, it's not so bad that cars are becoming more fuel efficient, but it does mean that the gas taxes are on their way out. And everybody knows that the Congressional Budget Office recently predicted that even with increases in driving after the end of the recession, we can expect that total gas tax revenues are going to decline by 20% in the next 30 years because cars are becoming more fuel efficient faster than people are increasing their driving. So what is the solution to to that? You say that gas taxes are at best an imperfect user fee. Well, I think for a long time, people have wanted to understood that gas taxes aren't working anymore, and they've wanted to transition to a vehicle mile fee where you pay by the miles you drive rather than by the gallons of gasolines you consume. That's more fair because more fuel-efficient cars today, which tend to be owned by the wealthier people, uh, aren't paying as much as the less fuel-efficient cars that tend to be owned by poorer people. And so a vehicle mile fee would be fairer. But what I'm pointing out in, in my new Cato paper is that vehicle mile fees solve other problems as well. Uh, as you note, uh, local governments spend $30 billion a year of general funds on roads, and that's an unnecessary subsidy. That, those roads could be funded by uh, uh, the users as well as uh, the state and federal roads. Another problem is traffic congestion. We are used to having a lot of traffic congestion, but we shouldn't be used to it. There's no need to have that congestion, which is costing America about $200 billion a year. And that's basically a, uh, a, a drag on society. It has no beneficiaries, unlike a lot of government waste where somebody benefits. Uh, nobody's benefiting from this except for those few uh, anti-auto environmentalists who feel schadenfreude at seeing anybody else stuck in traffic. Uh, with vehicle mile fees, you can vary the fee on congested highways and relieve that traffic congestion. So we can save $200 billion a year of congestion. We can save local governments $30 billion a year in general funds and do it while providing a sustainable, fair, system of, of financing our transportation. At what level should this financing occur? At what level should these fees be collected and used? Well, that's another uh, benefit of, of using vehicle mile fees is that they basically would be collected locally by the local owners of the roads. Today, most of our major highways are owned by the states, but a lot are owned by counties and cities. And so if you were driving uh, on a city or state or county road, uh, you would be paying the owner of the road, and the you would have a choice. If you want to get from point A to point B, you might be able to choose between a county road and a state road or a city road and a county road, and you 
your uh, car would tell you if you tra- take ver- route A, it'll take you so much time and cost you so much money. And you, you have that choice and you say, okay, I'll take the one that's costing you the least time or the least money or whatever. What's the mechanism for keeping track of all this stuff? Well, uh, there's a lot of ways of doing it. But uh, the way that was tested in my home state of Oregon was to attach a GPS to the car. And whenever you went to a gas station and filled up, the GPS would sense the gas pump and it would electronically transmit to the gas pump how much you owed in vehicle mile fees. It averaged about 1.9 cents per mile you drove. And uh, you would pay that fee instead of paying the gas tax. Now, the GPS did not transmit to the pump where you drove or when you drove. So there's no invasion of privacy. In fact, in the Oregon experiment, the GPS did not even record where and when you drove, so nobody could ever invade your privacy. I suggest a modification of this where the G- your GPS on, in your car would keep track of where and when you drove, and then when you filled up at the gas t- pump, if it gave you a $1,000 bill for driving on roads that you didn't drive on, you could say, no, look at my GPS. Uh, I didn't drive on those roads, and so I don't owe that much. And then once you were satisfied with the bill you were charged, you could erase it and thereby safeguard your privacy. Uh, But uh, it doesn't have to be a GPS device built into the car. You could use your smartphone. You could use lots of different devices that would connect wirelessly to the uh, road network and keep track of uh, where you're going and then pay for it at uh, different intervals, either when you fill up or other times. Uh, once a week, once a day, or something like that. What's preventing this kind of technology from being deployed at the state level right now? Basically, it's inertia. You know, government is just slow at innovation. And it, it's really intriguing. Uh, I, I have a slideshow about this, and I point uh, in my slideshow to the laptop computer I had 10 years ago, and the one that I had five years ago, and the one that I have today. Every single port on this 10-year-old computer is different from every single port on the five-year-old computer, which is different from every single port on today's computer because technology has advanced and innovation has been so effective and so cost-effective that people like me will upgrade uh, to the new technologies. Nowadays, in public transportation, the latest technology uh, uh, is streetcars. Uh, which is 125-year-old technology, and we have cities all over the country saying, we want to be a 21st century city, so let's build a streetcar. Obviously, government does not innovate very well, and I'm hoping that by pointing out the many benefits of changing to a vehicle mile fee, it's not just uh, increasing taxes, it's uh, solving congestion, it's relieving local governments of the problem of funding roads and other kinds of benefits, creating competition, devolving transportation decisions to the local level. Uh, all of these benefits justify states stepping forward and saying, we're going to be among the first states to switch from a gas tax to a vehicle mile fee. Randall O'Toole is a senior fellow at the Cato Institute. You can read more of his work at cato.org.